better call somebody. Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time for the premiere episode of the Ball Junk Podcast. I'm very excited. It's been so long. We've been talking about this for a very long time. I am the gas man alongside Frankie Knuckles. Frank, say hello. Hello there, Gregory. How are you? I'm I'm pretty stoked. I mean, we've been talking about this for about 18 months now, and we're finally getting down to doing it. It's Friday, April 19th, 2013. It is the first episode. So what's going on? What's new? Well, it's the eve of the NBA playoffs, so I'm excited about that. Looking forward to watching a lot of games this weekend. Yeah, you know, this is something something we never really got to talk about too much doing the the other podcast. Um, You know, it's been so long since I've been on that other one, I I don't even remember what it's all about. I mean, uh, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, on the internet. Things are blowing up on comment pages and comment sections. People are upset. People are angry. There's conspiracies. No need for any of that. Ball junk is here. It's a new start. It's a new show. And uh, I know we're both pretty pumped uh, to be doing this. So uh, do you want to, uh, I say what we should do first is kind of talk about um, our background in sports, you know, sports that we play, or what we watch and our favorite teams and and uh, players and things like that. So, Frank, uh, let's let's start with basketball, your favorite team. I think most listeners will know that my favorite team is now officially the New Orleans Pelicans. The season's over for the Hornets, so I am now explicitly a Pelicans fan, and I've been a fan of the Hornets since I was 12 years old, since I saw that beautiful teal and purple. <laughs> starter jacket and fell in love and it's been a wonderful ride ever since and i still try to watch as many games as i can i have nba league pass and uh follow whatever i can pelicans now it uh, it is all about the colors in the uniforms well when i was 12 it was yeah now you're stuck to it and uh, are they still rocking the teal uh they were this year that it's gonna change it's uh creole blue and mardi gras gold are those actual colors? Those are the official colors of the of the Hornets, then Hornets. Wow. They have changed their colors for the Pelicans, but I've embraced that as well. I have about five hats, four shirts, and looking to buy more, but there's not a lot available. So That's pretty good. I mean, you know I'm a fan of the purple and gold. Yes. Lakers. I know that disappoints you uh, to some degree. But, uh, you know, I've been a fan uh, since uh, the mid 80s uh, when they were on their uh, you know when it was showtime when it was magic and and Kareem and James Worthy you know when they were having that great rivalry with the Celtics and uh, I just got caught up my brother was a Celtics fan so obviously I had to start cheering for the Lakers because you don't really want to cheer for the same team that your brother does or you don't want to cheer for the same team of the people that you hate growing up so you know, you, you kind of you just go with the flow, and I've stuck with the Lakers. And for the most part, it's been um, pretty successful and uh, pretty enjoyable to watch the team, I, I suppose, when you have all that money. And uh, they can spend it however they want, uh, frivolously. And, you know, sometimes uh, the championships just, just come in bunches, and you just got to take it all in and uh, and sometimes feel bad for the for the Hornets the pelicans well i mean some people would say it's too easy to like a team like that and <laughs> others would say there's clearly something wrong with a league where that is allowed 
which I will be talking about. There's not much you can do about it. It's something that I can't believe sometimes when I'm watching this sport, how ridiculous things play out and how teams are showed favoritism. But we'll be getting into that in a bit. But basketball is my favorite sport, and it's the one I play the most as well and have played the most. And I play a bit of all sports. I'm not great at anything. I've always enjoyed playing and watching almost every sport. I played on teams for, except for hockey. I'm not a very good skater, but I'll play ball hockey. Well, everybody can play ball hockey, and I enjoy playing ball hockey. I can skate. I'm not that great, but I always, I've always i always stuck with uh, ball hockey as well. All right, so since we're talking about hockey, NHL team, Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres. Sabres. In the hunt yet again for the playoffs. Is that because of the proximity to where? That is a proximity like. And a distaste for Leafs fans and other close teams that people like. Not so much the Habs, but a little bit. Get to go to a lot of games. and Does it, does it also have to do with the fact that Buffalo, the city, has amazing wings and beef on wax and things like that? It doesn't hurt that before Sabres game you can indulge in. Whack and wing and all the basic W's. All the W foods. Lots of blue cheese. (laughs) I love it. I'm a Habs fan. I grew up a a Habs fan. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I've had season tickets for the Hamilton Bulldogs for eight straight seasons now. And uh, that's their farm team. And, you know, it's good to be able to see all the the young players of them, watch them graduate uh, into the big club. So yeah, you know, I've, again, I've had to had to deal with struggles with the Habs uh, off and on for the last. I mean, they've had good teams, you know, they've won Stanley Cups, uh, but uh, not that many in the last twenty years or so. In fact, none in the last twenty years. But uh, you know, they've had good teams. They haven't had great teams, and, and this year, I think they actually have a decent team. Uh, the coach uh, Michelle Terrian knows how to use those guys and uh, to their strengths. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, it's looking right now. They might have a first-round matchup with the Leafs, which would be the worst possible thing ever because if the Toronto Maple Leafs were to eliminate the Canadians, uh, although I wouldn't be all that upset from from a hockey standpoint, I would be pretty goddamn annoyed with the city of Toronto and the Toronto Maple Leaf fans and how they would never, ever, ever shut up about it. You also alluded to one other thing as we go through my favorite teams here. I have never experienced a championship win for any of my teams. Come on. Uh, I have never felt that joy. I can only imagine if the Hornets, or pardon me, Pelicans, ever won anything, I would, I I think I would cry. I literally think I would cry. And one day I just hope I get to see that happen because right now it's not looking too good for any of my teams. So. Well, I mean, I, I had that feeling when I saw the Bulldogs win the Calder Cup. It was live at Cops Coliseum. It was it was pretty emotional. I mean, you know, goosebumps were everywhere. And, uh, you know, it is an awesome feeling to be able to witness that. You know, I'm, I've seen the Lakers win a lot of championships. And I've seen um, I've seen the Habs win a couple of Stanley Cups. Um, you know, I've never – and going into football, I have, I've never seen the Dolphins win anything you know i've seen them get to a super bowl that's when i started becoming a dolphins fan 84 against uh, joe montana and the 49ers my brother was cheering for the 49ers i think at the time and so i started cheering for the dolphins if i got that wrong he's going to be mad but um you know they lost but you know you stick with the team you you kind of pick it first and, and you go from there so i'm assuming uh your favorite nfl team is a rival of mine 
The Buffalo Bills. Again, proximity for you? Yes, but I was a long-time Raiders fan up until probably 2003, 2002. So I saw them in the Super Bowl and uh, just get crushed. It so one of like, the worst days ever. When I, you were still in Los Angeles, you were a fan of theirs as well? I was a Raiders fan all through my youth, yeah. Oh. So, but, so I wasn't around for the Bills for the four consecutive Super Bowl losses, thankfully. But uh, for me, it's more I was going to a lot of Bills games like every week that they were at home, and the tailgating experience is awesome, and it just kind of made sense to switch over there. So some may say I'm not a real fan. I, I can accept that, but I might not be as have been a fan for as long, but I still care very much. Not as much as the Pelicans, but still quite a bit. So you, you don't have the love for like Don Beebe and uh, no. Steve Tasker and Cornelius Bennett and Bruce Smith and all those guys from uh, those nineties teams. No, the only Don Beebe, I wouldn't call it love, but there's a <laughs> right around where we usually sit. There's another guy who has a old school BB Jersey and a nice flat top that does an awesome nice. choreographed version of the, Bills make me want to shout song that we, wow. uh, we sarcastically uh, repeat and join in on. <laughs> See, I kind of thought that you would appreciate Cornelius Bennett because he sponsored a hamburger at Burger King. Didn't know that. Do you remember the CB no. Triple? No. You know? No. Wow. I remember. I, I had the CB <laughs> Triple. You know, I mean, I had to go check it out. It's a triple hamburger. Interesting. You know, why would you not eat that? All right, so let's get into baseball, and I think we finally have some common ground. The only common ground between us, I'd say. In, in, in any sport ever, this is it. It's the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles, which I like because my dad liked when I was a kid pretty much, so I kind of inherited that. And I would say out of all the sports, hockey and baseball are the two I'm the least into. Right. Uh, I I don't watch a lot of games. Here and there I will if it's on TV and you know, I'll always check box scores and stats and stuff like that, but not super into th- those two sports. See, I love I love baseball. Uh, my girlfriend and I have extra innings. She's a Red Sox fan. I'm an Orioles fan, so uh, we watch a, a, a ton of games uh, as much as we can. And uh, you know, not really a fan of the Blue Jays. I mean, I grew up being a fan of the Expos, and then uh, you know when they folded and went to Puerto Rico for a season, and then kind of. Uh, moved to Washington after that. I decided I needed a new team. But at the time, I was living in Toronto and going to a lot of Blue Jays games. And I kind of just fell for the Orioles. You know, they had a ton of uh, great players. Um, you know, like uh, they had Cal Ripken and they had um, uh, BJ Surhoff and they had uh, Brady Anderson with his uh, awesome sideburns. And the guy hit 50 home runs, you know, and it was. It was just a, it was a good time to be an Orioles fan, and they actually had a great team. And shortly after I started cheering for them, they sucked for the next 20 years. Pretty much. And then last year, they kind of put things together with Buck Walter, and uh, they put a good team in. They got to the playoffs. They won the wild card game. They lost to the Yankees in a very close – no, they lost to Raleigh Banez in a very close playoff series. And, uh, you know, they're off to a decent start this year. Their pitching hasn't been great. But uh, Chris Davis is on fire, and, and I think they're going to have a, a decent competitive season. And that's really kind of what you want to ask for when you uh, cheer for a team. Absolutely. Uh, the other Orioles, I was a big Cal Ripken fan. And I would say up until the strike happened, baseball was my favorite sport. I, I bought everything baseball. I just loved baseball. But they talk about the strike being a crippling 
crippling aspect of baseball. And I really do believe that I know myself and all my friends, baseball was number one. And ever since that strike, it's just never been the same. So I think we've seen lockouts in the NHL and NFL and NBA, and they've bounced back pretty quick. It's, it's pretty shocking how crazy the baseball strike was. And I think it just hit at a time when there was a lot of kids in a certain age range that were loving baseball and kids move on from one thing to the next so quickly that yeah. they just lost the whole section. And maybe there are kids that that happened to with the recent lockouts that I'm just, I don't know about, but that was it for me in baseball pretty much. You know, and a lot of people feel the same way. I mean, at the time, I was pretty crushed because the Expos probably would have won the World Series back in 1994. They had uh, the best team in baseball. They were stacked from top to bottom. And so that was pretty disappointing to see uh, the strike affect that. And then uh, and then they kind of fell apart uh, after that. You know, again, uh, the fan base uh, had a lot to do with it. They weren't going to the games. And... Um, it's disappointing, you know, when I, when I flip around on extra innings and I'm watching games and, you know, like the, the Red Sox are on the road and they're in, they're playing in Cleveland and there's like half of the 100 level seats are, are, are empty. Like nobody's going to the games and it's, I don't know if it has to do with cost or, or um, like the time of year that it is right now, but it's, it's it's pretty disappointing that uh, you know these people who uh, you know are, live so close to a team, their favorite team, and, and they're just not going to the games. And you know, I guess if I was a Blue Jays fan, I'd probably go to more games. I only go to Toronto when the Orioles are in town, mostly because I I don't like being in that city. Or all you can eat games. All you can eat games. I'll do as well. I mean, this year I, I don't think I'm going to be able to enjoy them as much because I've lost all the weight. But, uh, you know, when I was doing two hot dogs every inning and then getting the meat switch around the eighth inning, you know, um, I kind of missed that. Because then you switch from hot dogs and you go to nachos and it's all free. It's tough to beat. No, no, you can't beat that. But now they've added apples to make the whole thing healthier. That disgusts me. Which is crazy because people will probably start throwing the apples onto the field, especially if the Blue Jays play awful. I would throw them at the employees that are trying to offer them to me. Oh, see, that's a really good idea. I should, uh, I should think about doing that. And as for me, as far as uh, getting back into what we, uh, what we play, um, I'll pretty much play any sport. I'm not amazing at anything, but you know, I'm competent. But I play a lot of volleyball, and I think I'm pretty good at that, whether it's indoor or on the beach. And it kind of helps me uh, stay in shape. And I'm actually looking forward to a new... Uh, beach volleyball season uh, now that uh, the weather is starting to get a little bit nicer, although it's the weather in Southern Ontario is just so messed up and it sucks. You know, it's 24 degrees one day and then tomorrow it's negative one. Yeah, it's been a, a rough ride. I had shorts on yesterday. I'll probably have a winter jacket on tomorrow. And do you have a, do you have a winter Pelicans jacket yet? No, not available. Not available yet. No. When it is, We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see the design. We'll see what the designs are like. Uh, One other thing, uh, baseball. I I did play softball, off and on different years, but also coached softball for a few years as well until the league went under. So no, oh, I could uh, never coach anything. I would, would just get too mad. Uh, it was I was coaching kids. That's why I would yeah. get so mad. Oh, uh, they're pretty fun. It's the parents that are the worst part. Believe oh, me. Oh, absolutely. It's it's unbelievable how ungrateful they are and it's so many horror stories you're you're giving your time really for no reason just to volunteer and 
have fun and hopefully make an impact in the community. And all they do is complain and whine and offer coaching from the sidelines. It's just the worst. And especially when it's a fun league and you just want to make sure every kid plays the same amount of time, gets to play positions they like, and all they care about is winning. And you just have to tell them to shut up and do what you're going to do. And I feel bad for volunteer umpires and referees because, I mean, it doesn't matter what they do. They're going to be hated by at least one person yeah. every game and probably have death threats thrown against them. All right, so we've talked about our favorite teams and, and you know, and, and sports we like to play. and But... Uh, uh, we haven't really talked about – well, actually, before we get into that, we should kind of discuss some of the other sports that uh, are popular uh, around the world. Um, I'm a huge CFL fan, Canadian Football League. I know, Frank, you're not too big of a fan of it. I would say not a fan at all. Not a fan <laughs> at all. Um, I've, I've had season tickets for the last few years for uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's my team. That's the hometown team. That's pretty much the one hometown team that I actually have. And uh, I enjoy watching the, the tabbies. And the CFL is a different game. Uh, there's more passing. It's a little more exciting uh, than the NFL from my perspective. I, I, a lot of people don't agree with that. But, you know, and their balls are bigger. And we always just worry about balls. You're on ball junk. Big balls. Big balls. So uh, what, what about uh, – so you're, you're not a fan of uh, the CFL. What about uh, – do you like auto racing at all? No. I, no? I despise that as well. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I'm a fan of the UFC. Do you like uh, mixed martial arts at all? Not in the least. Not in the least. <laughs> I, that's the one thing. I Boxing and mixed martial arts, I have no interest in. I'm, I've always been more of a team sport kind of guy, except for maybe tennis. I do like tennis. So, What about on the pitch? You fan of football, the beautiful game? I am. I've been watching more because I've been working from home and there's usually a lot of games on during the day because of the time shift. So I, I, I'll watch that from time to time. have somewhat small allegiance to the uh, Glasgow Rangers, but I'm not a diehard fan by any stretch of the imagination. But if I was to say uh, pick a team, that would probably be it just because of friends of mine are a fan of that team and I've seen them play a few times. That's pretty much it for me for, for soccer. Be, uh, don't complain when we say soccer instead of football. And all, like, <laughs> We're going to talk about football too. So we well, clearly need to make a distinction between the two sports names. Well, that's I, I said football right off the bat, just so we people know that we are aware of what it is traditionally referred to as. But unfortunately, in North America, there's a different football, and that's what people are used to. So we kind of have to call it soccer. And for those traditionalists, too fucking bad. What really, really, what else can we say? Uh, as far as I, I enjoy watching the EPL, uh, I'm a fan of the Reds. Uh, Liverpool FC. I have been for uh, quite some time. Uh, I know that angers a lot of people that have listened to Film Junk over the years. And uh, there's a couple LFC fans out there that uh, um, have talked to me about them on, on Twitter or email. So, you know, there's a small group uh, that appreciate what I <laughs> what I cheer for as far as uh, soccer goes. Um, am I missing anything else? What about tennis or golf? Do you follow any uh, of that? I'll watch a bit of golf here and there. Not a super large amount. Tennis, I used to play the most next to uh, basketball, so I do like tennis. And uh, it's it's just tough to follow sometimes. And I watch the bigger tournaments, but that's about it. I think the problem with tennis is that there aren't um, characters anymore like when i when i used to be into tennis you know it was it was you know kind of the end of 
uh, McEnroe and Jimmy Connors, and there were guys like uh, Stefan Edberg and Michael Chang and Jim Courier and Pete Sambers and Andre Agassi and all these guys that had personalities and and, and who were interesting uh, in interviews. And you know, as great as a tennis player as uh, Roger Federer is, he's pretty goddamn boring. Andy Murray, I'm not a big fan of at all. And boring. Rafael Nadal. Kind of boring. Very boring. Yeah. It, it's just, it's hard to, I can cheer for the quality of play. I don't think tennis has ever been better than it is right now from that standpoint. But as far as having a favorite tennis player, it's more just respecting the skill than liking anyone. What about women's tennis? Probably watch it even less. Yeah. Once in a while. If there's a really hot girl playing another really hot girl. That's, that's I'll check it out. Really <laughs> the only draw for women's tennis right now. You know, and I, and it kind of makes me feel bad to a degree, but uh, I think the tennis players themselves are really sexing it up. I mean, what they wear gets smaller and smaller, and uh, they're really promoting their own sexuality. And you know, if if that's what it takes to get people to watch, then good for them. Although I would feel bad for players like the Williams sisters, you know, who are a little too, I would say, muscular. Uh, for to be traditionally uh, attractive as far as a, a female tennis player goes? Well, the thing I like about them is they are interesting and they are always starting shit. Well, that, I, that's I can true. get behind that, just they, making they, the sport more interesting. They are the most uh, entertaining as far as the women tennis players goes because if you want to talk about boring, that's mostly women's tennis altogether is pretty damn boring when it comes to the actual players because there's zero personality unless – you're Serena Williams, who is threatening to kill line judges and, and, and things like that, which makes it – and you know, it sucks that she backed off on all that. She should have stuck to her gun and said, you know what? This person screwed up. I threatened to kill them. should have stuck to that because he heard the audio. People talk about this. It actually is a deterrent to me. The grunting and wheezing in women's tennis can be very annoying. It's and pretty I, bad. And they, it's clearly an intentional thing in a lot of cases where – they're doing it because it probably annoys other opponents, and it's just – it makes it unwatchable at that point. There's it, a reason Monica Sellis got stabbed. Ooh. Right? That's my girl. Well, yeah, but <laughs> she was she was the one that started the whole <laughs> – Yeah, it's, it's just ruining tennis for me from that perspective, and it just seems so intentional. If, if, if it was felt accidental in any way, I could look past, but there's too many times where they're clearly aware of what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Monica Sellis is your girl? I think she's Croatian. That's the only reason I'm saying that. <laughs> I hope I'm not wrong and she was actually Serbian. For some reason, I think she was Croatian. See, I, I think my all-time favorite tennis player is, is Anna Kornikova because uh, she got f- more famous than any other female tennis player, not because she was good, but because she was hot and was hanging around with Enrique Iglesias and Sergei Fedorov and Pavel Bure. I mean, great assist from Fedorov to Bure, you know. I also don't like the video replay stuff right. as much. It it seems like it's a strategy when to use it, when not to use it. I'm sure we'll get into replay issues with other sports throughout the various episodes, but I, I still can't even comprehend how accurate the technology is in terms of a ball compressing and expanding and it's it just seems a little fishy. I'm sure there's proof out there that I'm wrong, but I don't know. As a as a known conspiracy theorist, something doesn't add up there. Yeah, you are the king of conspiracies now. Yes. 
And uh, as as far as golf goes for me, I'm not a golf guy. My mom loves golf. I think she's got kind of a crush on Phil Mickelson. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe there's an appeal for 74-year-old women to enjoy golf. But that's not really for me. I played golf once. I won, and I retired undefeated. Ironically, my dad's most hated athlete, I'd say, is Phil Mickelson. Your dad and my mom would not like each other. No, he really hates Phil Mickelson. He takes so much pleasure in watching Phil Mickelson lose and make mistakes. I think it, the thing that makes him the happiest in the world, if I had if I had to guess, that is the happiest I see my dad when Phil Mickelson makes mistakes. Even our families cheer for rival teams. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what, we're the Hatfields and McCoys almost. All right. So let's, uh, let's uh, play a little John Teshi action and get into uh, some NBA playoff talk. Probably the most exciting time of the year. You are right. You know there are there are playoffs all over the place. Um, NBA playoffs are starting now. The Nor- NHL playoffs are normally up. NHL would be on right now. Right, it would but, already have started. But so. because of the the lockout, they've been pushed back. And you know, there's a new baseball season upon us. So look, this is a, a great time for for sports. And uh, I love the NBA schedule. It's four games on the Saturdays and Sundays. Two or three every other night. It's just jam packed, game to game. Always moving on to something new, switching between channels if there's hockey on. It's it's the time when I play the least amount of video games and watch the least amount of movies. It, it sports has an impact to my other lazy pursuits you that are non productive. You don't want to watch less movies. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. So <laughs> I will watch. I, I still watch a few, but, you know, I'll play video games on the Vita while I watch sports. So I'm always. On a Vita? Yeah, the PlayStation Vita. Oh, Vita. Yeah. Not Evita. No. I thought you had like a girl on the side named Evita and you're watching Sports Honor. No. Just uh, playing the vids. Try. I like to do as many things as possible at once. I'll probably listen to some podcasts while I play the video games and watch sports. All right. So let's, uh, let's get into uh, the matchups for the NBA playoffs. Uh, it's the first round starts on Saturday, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yes. Uh, for those listening after the playoffs have already started, then I've just confused you, but really that's okay. Uh, so let's go number one seed Miami taking on number eight seed Milwaukee. Do the Bucks even have a chance to win one game? I have them penciled in for one. You have Heat and five? Yes. So the only way Milwaukee's winning a game is if the Heat get bored and kind of forget where they are and what they're doing. If Milwaukee has a couple of big forwards and centers that tend to give Miami problems. So I'll give them one home game. I'm sure, you know, the refs might try to throw uh, Milwaukee a bone or David Stern will call in a favor. Maybe get a- <laughs> They've looked awful down the stretch too, though. Yeah, it's – I haven't watched a lot of Milwaukee games, to be honest. The Heat, everyone's saying, guessing, oh, they're going to lose one game in the playoffs and this – Will they lose a game in the playoffs? I'm pretty sure they're going to lose quite a few games. And, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, nobody nobody goes through uh, second, third, and fourth rounds, you know, not losing games. I mean, it just doesn't happen unless you're the Bulls uh, from the 90s. But uh, just, there's just there's a lot of competition in the NBA right now. So, And the uh, way my bracket is falling out, Miami's going to run into a bunch of teams that tend to give them problems. 
I think. If, if it plays out a different way, they might not lose as many games, but physical teams, they are not as strong against them. So you've, kind of, you've, are, you've gone and done a full bracket all the way to the NBA Finals? Yes. Wow. I just did the first round, oh, okay. so this is going to be very exciting. <laughs> I want to talk about this. Uh, so let's go into, so do you have anything else to say between Miami and Milwaukee? Not really a lot to say. It's not going to be that exciting of a series. No, I'm just going to say I, people like to hate on LeBron James and argue whether he's the best of all time. And having playing with two other good players lessens him as a player. In my opinion, he is the best basketball player of all time, or at least will end up as that. He plays so unselfishly. He does everything right. He... He's just so much fun to watch, and I cannot hate LeBron. I never have. I never will. He's slowly joining the Bald Brotherhood, which makes me respect him even more. If he, was, if he would embrace the full crown baldness and not shave his head and be I – I think he would be the most iconic bald man of all time. That's what I want to see from LeBron. You've kind of got a rager for LeBron, for LBJ. It's, it's growing daily. LBJ. I just love that all these other players that – I. Kobe, uh, Kevin Durant, there's all this buildup of MVP talk. And I just love that every year LeBron still does better and stops them from getting MP3s, MP3s, MVPs, <laughs> when clearly he's the best. And it just gets to the point, oh, do we want to give him another one? Let's try to find a reason to give Kevin Durant an MVP. No. Speaking uh, of I hope that never happens. Bald. I don't think I've... Rarely ever seen you not wear a hat before. Oh, I've it, when we record here, it's really yeah. Maybe I just yeah. don't pay. I was too busy falling asleep. I guess it's me and Sean, t- <laughs> two bald guys, and it's hard to tell us apart too. You just see a big dome. Well, you know, there's there's a bit of a glare. But uh, <laughs> all right, getting into the second matchup, uh, number two versus. Oh wait, first round is best of seven, right? Yeah. It used to be best of five. They switched it to best of seven. So Correct. everything's best of seven now. All right. So New York, uh, Knicks taking on Celtics. What do you got? I have the Boston Celtics winning that series. Really? Four to two. Oh, yeah. Big time. In, you have Celtics in six. Is it because of the old guys? No. It's because, in my, my opinion, the Knicks are the most overrated team in basketball, or one of them. They... Do not play team basketball. Carmelo Anthony is a black hole. He, if he's not, if he's not shooting well, they will be done. It, once the ball touches him, it do, it never, it never leaves him. Yeah, dude won the scoring title though. I mean, uh, Melo's been on fire. It's easy to win scoring titles when you shoot thirty uh, percent of your team shots or more. And J.R. Smith is such a punk. I hate that guy. Always have, always will. Even when he was on the Hornets, he. I just see him choking completely in the playoffs. Even though the Knicks as a team are playing at kind of a higher level than what the Celtics are doing, I mean. There's an emotional story in Boston these days, and I think that might fuel uh, a Boston performance after the uh, marathon incident. So I could see that coming into play, and uh, I just don't think New York's that good, plain and simple. And I think Boston is going to give them trouble and win. Well, I'm going to go – I'm going to go the opposite. I think the Knicks are going to take this series. I'm going to say Knicks. Uh, I was going to say Knicks in six, but the the Boston Marathon thing, I think you've got a big point there. I'm going to say Knicks in seven. They're going to win it in the seventh game. At Madison Square Gardens. Well, yes. That's why. Once once uh, there's no there's no power left in the Celtics from the from the home crowd, 
they're gonna they're gonna deflate. I think it's gonna be all home games. I sh- I just realized that there might be potential that I am slightly biased against Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith. Another reason being they played for the Denver Nuggets when they gave the Hornets the worst playoff loss in history. They doubled them up and beat them by sixty points, and it was one of the worst days of my life. Wow! So, and I. The refs were brutal, that, that whole series. It makes me sick to my stomach just thinking about it. You can say that's the reason I hate them so much, but only time will tell this year, my friend. You know, I've got a soft spot for Carmelo Anthony. He played for the Syracuse Orangemen. You know, I've been an Orangemen fan. We actually never even touched on college sports at all when we were talking about That's what, true. Well, but you hate college sports. I do. I have no appreciation for college sports whatsoever. Uh, I have... If I didn't go to the school, I have a tough time really getting behind it. And now with players having such short college careers, it's it's tough to follow. And, it, and we talk about how certain sports, there's the, the rich teams and the poor teams. To me, that's so evident in college because all the best players can decide to go wherever they want. And especially with college basketball, they're just not as good as NBA players. Well, well Zoned, not. Zoned, No, but they, they cannot finish at the rim. It, there's tons of layups missed. It's just not fun to watch. And again, watching people play against the zone defense is not fun. It's not exciting. There's a reason why NBA has lots of rules against zone D. It's not exciting basketball. And so then you you hate the orange too because that's Jim Beheim's thing is is the zone defense. Not a big fan. Man, why are we even friends? <laughs> it's I, I. It's so weird that we like the same things, but the minutia within that. Yes, we are in completely opposite <laughs> poles. <laughs> All right, number three seed versus six, Indiana Pacers taking on the Hawks. What do you got? Uh, I'm saying Indian four. Sweep. Sweep of the Hawks. Yes. You have no confidence in uh, Josh Smith at all. Well, they'll have two home games. They get more calls at home. They, they play the most aggressive defense, similar to the old Knicks, and I guess kind of the current Bulls in Boston. And NBA is another one of these sports where the rules almost change in the playoffs and physical teams are allowed to prosper. And I see that happening here and Indiana, they just, they're dirty. They're playing dirty, especially, uh, Hansborough, Tyler Hansborough. Yeah. I, they're, I've watched a few games against the Raptors this year and they were just, I couldn't believe what was going on sometimes. And I, I, I love David West. He plays on the team, but other than that, I mean, they're fun to watch actually. And I think they will be a good, uh, matchup against Miami later. But well, they get w- they get away with a lot. I yeah. wouldn't say the Pacers are fun to watch. They're a pretty slow physical team. I like they play team basketball. They they distribute the ball a lot and it's not one on one. That's another reason why I hate the Knicks. I hate watching the Knicks and their one on their isolation offensive plays. To me that is the most boring basketball in the world. It's not the right way to play the game. That's why I love teams like Indiana, Memphis, the Clippers. Those are the teams I want to watch play and Denver. I love watching Denver play. So I'm hoping those teams are the ones that pull through. Not o- Oklahoma City and the Knicks are the two teams I can't stand watching. It's just isolation, free throw, isolation, free throw, and it just uh, it it ruins basketball for me. That is very interesting. I'm going to say Pacers and six. I think the Hawks are going to actually take two games. Josh Smith is a free agent. And uh, I think he's going to be playing for a big, big, big contract. I mean, he's going to get a big contract whether they go out in four or not. But 
I think he's going to win a couple of games. I mean, he, he's going to have to be Superman to get them into the second round. It's not going to happen. But uh, I think uh, Pacers in six. Let's go to the last series, which I actually think will be the most exciting of the first round in the East. Uh, Brooklyn taking on the Bulls, four versus five. Who you got, Frank? I have the Chicago Bulls winning in seven games. So do I. We finally agree on something. There we go. Um, you know, I just I don't believe in the Nets at all. Neither and do I. I. I just think there's there's too much going on the side of the Bulls. I mean, the fact that they've been able to do this without one of the best players in the world for the entire series and, and, and have the fifth seed is pretty insane. Like, that's a team. Like, you want to talk about teams. You know, like, this is this is a team that have kind of united together and have put on a pretty amazing display. They're fun to watch. Tom Thibodeau, though, he he's another one of these coaches. The more physical you play, the more you get away with. And I hate that about the NBA. And the Bulls are the classic example of that. They they're always complaining about calls. They're they're hitting guys all the time, hard fouls, which I'm okay with in general. If everyone played that way and the the game was called fairly, that's fine. But I do think there's an advantage for teams who play like that in the NBA with the way uh, the refs treat it and let stuff slide or else you'd be calling stuff the whole game. It's just the way it is. And I, I'm not the hugest Derek, Derek Rose fan. Again, he's another player that, you know, he's driving free throws, driving free throws. Like it's, it gets a little, red- I like point guards who pass. That's the point guards I respect. Like who I would say is the second best player in the NBA, Chris Paul, <laughs> easily the best player. He, he's so unselfish. He could shoot all the time, score 26 points a game, but he doesn't. He gets all his teammates involved, plays so hard. He does whine a little bit. I, I will concede that. No problems there. But uh, I just I like unselfish basketball. When I'm playing, my favorite thing is to have an awesome pass. That's the best feeling to me in the world, and that's what I like to see. Do you, uh, do you like nice inbounds passing? I do. I, any pass. Any anytime, pass? anywhere. I'm If it's good... You're going to see a smile on my face. I like Chris Paul. He's a good player. I, he's probably the second best player in the Los Angeles region. Well, let's not even get into the year that Chris Paul should have won MVP. <laughs> Who won MVP that year? Kobe. <laughs> it was like a, they gave it away. First of all, the two seasons before that, Steve Nash won back-to-back MVPs. Okay? The next season, Chris Paul season, he had a statistically better season than Steve Nash ever did any of those seasons on a way worse team came second in the West and Kobe Bryant, just cause the Lakers won the West Kobe Bryant gets MVP. Look at who Chris Paul was playing with. It was ridiculous. And this is another problem I have with the NBA. It's my most loved and hated thing is the NBA. The fact that people on the, on uh, TV shows, podcasts, they are part of the problem. They freely admit, Oh, you're not going to, Kobe Bryant's not going to get a foul call there. Or they're going to call this guy differently. That. They openly talk in public that different rules apply to different players. No other sport gets away with that. Well, I mean, that's the reason the Miami Heat won their first championship. Yeah, it's, and it's freely accepted. They pretty much say, we don't have equal rules for everyone, but that's part of the game. And the way that just floats through the public and is allowed and no one ever questions it embraces it on the other hand is completely ridiculous to me and it drives me crazy oh well at the end of the day really the only thing that matters is that kobe bryant was the mvp that year well not to me and as long as i have a voice 
I will be letting people know as much as I can what a piece of shit Kobe is. Anyway, Chicago's defense is going to, uh, I think, win them this series. Um, the Nets have a pretty talented backcourt, uh, Darren Williams and Joe Johnson, but I think they've got all the pressure on them, and I think their expectations are, are way too high, and uh, Bulls in seven for me. Yep. All right, so let's uh, move over into uh, the Western Conference. Uh, so you don't like Oklahoma City. I can respect the skill of Kevin Durant. And the athleticism of Russell Westbrook. But they get to the free throw line so much, it makes me sick. They Is, that, is that why they won the West? Uh, well, they are both of those guys are really good. And Serge Ibaka is awesome as well. But Chewbacca. Sure. They're just... T- I can respect them. I just have no interest in watching them play half the time. They get all the calls at the end of close games. I've watched tons of games at the at the fourth quarter with them this year, and it's ridiculous. So you're not interested in watching Oklahoma City take on Houston in the first round. James Harden. Uh, oh, I'm interested in watching. Who is coming back to face his old team. Like, that's drama. Well, I'm clearly interested in watching every one of these series. I think it could probably couldn't have wound up better for the NBA, some of the matchups they got. It's, it's perfect. But uh, I will be excited. I just... I would love it if Houston upset these guys. It would just make my day to get them out of the picture. This series is going to be all offense. Sure. There's going to be no defense being played at all. These are going to be 110, 105 games um, for points scored. Uh, like every one of these games. It's going to be an exciting series. But do you think Houston's going to eliminate them? I have Oklahoma City winning this series in four games, probably by 30 points each game. <laughs> Wow. Houston is not that good. Because you don't think James Harden is going to carry the team to any wins at all? No. Uh, Jeremy Lin will implode. He's going to be awful. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a wet noodle, as we like to say around here. I think they're going to take one. I'm going to say uh, OKC in uh, in five. Uh, moving on to uh, Denver versus Golden State. Uh, number three versus number six seed. Who you got for that? I have Denver in that series four to one. I almost picked a sweep for Denver. I think Denver is really good. And they are, they are a selfless, fast-paced, energetic basketball team and a ton of fun to watch. It sucks that uh, Gallinari went down. That's going to be a big yeah, blow. Yeah, they've, they've got their injury issues, but they've, they've got more depth. Yeah, they've got a ton of depth. And I, I just like – I really want them to win. I'm rooting for them in the playoffs. And uh, Golden State – I watched a few of their games this week, hoping, especially when they uh, had a chance to help the Lakers not make the playoffs. So I watched that, and they just they don't cut it. Curry, uh, big comeback year, though. Yeah, he, sh- he shoots great. I'm not going to take that away from the guy, but they're just not tough enough yet. And I don't even know how they made the playoffs, to be honest. I, I, I think they got lucky that a lot of teams were bad out of the gate. The, whether they return to the playoffs next year, I will predict now they will not make the playoffs next year. That's a bold prediction. Well, it's quite bold. That's perhaps very bold. Perhaps too bold. I think that might be. We'll see. I hope there's not a lot of Golden State fans. The bald makes a bold. Yeah. How about that? Although uh, this series is going to be very exhausting to watch. It's going to be a lot of running up and down the court, a lot of passing, a lot of flow, a lot of scoring. Um, I think this will also be a very exciting series. Um, but even though the, the Nuggets have 
some injury issues, and they do have very good depth, I think they're going to win in seven. They haven't lost at home in 27 games, I believe. So there's, there's four. The four wins. So you don't think they're going to win a game in in Golden State? I don't think so. At Oracle Arena. No, I think they're. Gonna, I think it's going to go seven. Yeah, I think I'm going to change my prediction right now. You're going to go four straight? Yeah. Fuck those guys. Changing your prediction <laughs> on the fly. I did it in the Eastern Conference. You're doing it right now in the Western Conference. Anything can happen on the Ball Gen Podcast. This is why this is exciting. This is why sports is exciting. And the people who, who and you know, and I got tons of comments on it when I was posting on Twitter and uh, and on Facebook that we were going to do this show. We were finally going to get recording it. And people were like, you know, I don't even watch sports, but I'm going to listen to the podcast. And I think after listening to the podcast, those people are going to start to watch sports because it's real drama and it's very exciting. Uh, I don't know. If they're not sports fans... They're gonna they're gonna to pick one up. They're gonna hear us talking about. It. They're gonna hear the passion and what we talk about, and they're gonna say, "You know what? I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch this." Well, I'm gonna say if you are listening, and this is I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a sport now. I'm gonna pick something, and go with it. My advice to you would be: don't pick the NBA. It's fixed. It's. I wish I didn't like it. I can't get away from it. But that's that's the fact of the matter. Watch football. Football is the best sport on the planet. It's got the best rules. All the teams are competitive. Football is amazing. There's a reason why it's so popular. It is the best. There's the National Football League. National NFL. Football League is the best professional sport on the planet. It, you can cut players that underperform. You, you, there's so much freedom. It's so fair. It is the perfect league as far as I'm concerned. And I, every game matters. That's another thing I love about the NFL. It's, it's fantastic. And... So if you are going to fall sport, just wait till September or watch the draft in a couple of weeks and pick a team. I, I would advise – the NBA has caused me a lot of stress in my life, and I think it's an uphill battle that I will never win. My team will never win. I'm starting to accept that fact. So I wouldn't want someone else to get into this league hoping with a shred of hope that if they don't like one of the, the most popular teams, they have a chance of ever winning because you don't. Get that through your brain as soon as possible. There is no hope for the NBA. I would advise them to either watch professional bowling <laughs> or professional wrestling because you can get into that. And uh, at the end of the day, the good guys always win. Uh, we got a couple more series to talk about. Uh, first round of the NBA playoffs. We're in the Western Conference. Uh, LA Clippers, four seed, taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. There are a ton of Grizzly Bears in Memphis, Tennessee, I hear. Well, they all look like Marc Gasol, though. I wish these two teams weren't playing each other because I love both of these teams. Chris Paul's on one. Memphis is an awesome team to watch play. Last year, they were my favorite team in the playoffs. As I said before, they play the game the right way. Uh, Huge front court for yes, the Grizzlies. Very unselfish. Just awesome basketball. But unfortunately, I think the Clippers are going to win. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's seven games. It, this is the one I was. I could go either way on this. It's a really tight matchup, but I'm going to go Clippers. And I did go the other way. I got Grizzlies in seven. I just think their front court is too good. They all like they they play. Uh, a tight style of basketball every game, which is, is which is pretty much what the playoffs are. You know, they play playoff basketball 82 games or 80 games a season. And uh, I think they're just going to – they're going to 
overwhelm the Clippers just enough to steal that seventh game. Were you correcting the number of games in the season, or do you think they just take two games off? No, it's, uh, <laughs> because the NHL normally plays 82 games, and I've always got that. Basketball is 82. Is it 82 so. games? Yeah, They're yeah. Not, oh, okay. I, I didn't know if you thought it was 80 games or if you're just, well, maybe there's two games that they do actually. They, they probably do take a couple okay. games off where they just coast and they're like, they're probably like, you know what? We're playing the Pelicans tonight. Let's just coast it. Yeah. Pelicans on the coast. <laughs> the Brown Man. Pelican, indigenous only to the, the Gulf area of, of New Orleans. Really? It's a very special bird. It's this, it's the state bird. And, uh, I, it's, Quickly becoming one of my favorite birds. Fun facts on the ball jump Creeping podcast. up on the great blue heron every day. Wow. That's your favorite bird? Yeah. Great blue heron. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. It's very interesting. And so the, the final matchup is the one that, you know, I have the most excitement for. San Antonio Spurs taking on the Los Angeles Lakers without Kobe Bryant. Uh, torn Achilles tendon. He is out probably for an entire year and uh it's heartbreaking for me and uh you know as as well as the lakers have been playing uh the last uh couple of games without kobe they've got the big two offense going with Pau gasol the guy got a triple double the other game and uh, dwight howard is finally playing like dwight howard can at uh in 2013 uh they did just beat the spurs but I don't think they're going to beat the Spurs in seven games. They're, they're not going to beat the Spurs in six games either. I, I think maybe the Lakers get one, and I'm going to say Spurs in five. All right. I, uh, you've obviously mentioned the Kobe Bryant injury. Now, watching the last game of the NBA playoffs was actually one of the most unstressful nights of NBA watching possible for me. If the, if the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, I would be ecstatic. That's awesome. I knew you would. It would be one of the all-time sports flops in history. In the, uh, in the history of sports, not just basketball. I would say all t- it is the biggest disappointment in the history of sports, and, if they wouldn't have made the playoffs. And I would have avoided you for a good four weeks. There we go. And now, on, now the plus side is it's almost better that they made it to me. I'm <laughs> happier. There is a chance, a very good chance in my opinion, that the Lakers will win the NBA title. And prove once and for all that they are way better without Kobe Bryant. He is let's a, a, a cancer on that team, and he's finally going to be exposed. This is the best possible scenario for me. I think they have a very good chance in the playoffs to win. And running the offense through Pau Gasol, he is, like you said, he got a triple-double. He's a great passer. He plays basketball the right way. I've said that a few times, but he does. And only thing I hate about him, when he every time he gets touched and he throws his hands up in the air and ah! every t- it is the most unbelievable. He does it every time. And that was the, a good Paul Gasol. It actually impression. works a lot. That's what bothers me the most. The refs actually call it. I, every time he screamed, I would say, "I'm not going to give you a foul if you scream." That should be a rule. I have the Lakers winning this series in four games. <laughs> You have the Lakers sweeping the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili are injured. You don't know if they're going to be back. They'll be ready. But they, they still got – like, Greg Popovich is a great coach. You know, I, they've won a lot of games without a lot of those players. I agree. I love Popovich. He's the coach I have the most respect for in the NBA. 
ironically, they have a player on their team that I have the least respect for in the NBA. Tim Duncan. Which is Tony Parker. Tony Parker. He is the biggest flopper, whiner, just general piece of shit I've ever watched play basketball in my life. And he is on the ground so much, it makes me sick to my stomach. And I've had to watch it a lot against the Hornets. And I just hate watching him. He drives me nuts. I'll give... He plays very well, but to me, he just makes me want to throw up when I watch him. Do you know who loves the Spurs? Sean Dwyer. Yeah, that skinny bastard loves the goddamn San Antonio Spurs. He loved David Robinson. He loved the Admiral. I love the Admiral, too. There, I was a, a flair for the Spurs back in those days. I had a David Robinson rookie card, Skybox. Whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> loved collecting the cards back in the day. And uh, I just... The Lakers match up well with the Spurs, except for Tony Parker. If Tony Parker can, I would say they would have a better chance getting to the rim. But I think with Dwight Howard back to, to, to threaten Tony Parker's drives, I don't think he's going to do too much. It'll only be, like you said, I would say there's a chance Popovich could find ways to exploit Dwight Howard and make him less relevant on the defensive end of the floor. If that happens, you know, Spurs might win two games. What can I say? Steve Nash has to – he has to play. Yeah. Because they need somebody in the backcourt. And just hypothetically, let's say my prediction's wrong. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Right. I'm ecstatic. Sure. Either way. I hope they win. I hope they win it all. It's the only time you'll ever hear me say that about the Lakers. You know, if they get to the finals, you know Kobe's playing. Oh, that would be the best. They'd get swept immediately. <laughs> He's probably in Germany getting replacement Achilles surgery. He's getting a new leg, basically. From he, the knee down, he's getting a whole replacement leg. He's going to come back. The bottom, the bottom half of his leg from his knee is going to be a white guy. Well, yeah, he's done blood doping in Germany. I mean, he's not the only NBA player who's done that. But I'm sure there will be tons of stories that come out about how many ways Kobe Bryant found to get around rules and he just seems like that kind of guy to me, that he'll do anything to win. And I respect that about him, but it's still it's a little dirty. I mean, a little dirty to me. He carried this team into the playoffs. I mean, he, well, was, he was a madman this year. He like, him and the refs carried them into the playoffs. I, I, he was definitely all you do player. is blame the refs. You hate the refs. With the Lakers, it's so, it's so true. And the Tim Donahue scandal. Right, it's it's true. It, it is completely true. The refs are in on these games. Whether it's completely fixing games, they lean towards teams. When I would bet on the NBA, I had a really surefire way on certain games of making sure that I won. I just get stupid and bet on other stuff. For the people that don't know, can you explain the Tim Donahue scandal? Oh, okay. He he was a ref that was found to have been betting on games that he was influencing or could control mostly he's talked about it i've read the one excerpt from his book certain refs you know they're going to give superstars calls if they're in a locker room at halftime a superstar team is down 10 on the road i would bet on that every time that they're going to get calls and pull it out in the end and it's it happens all the time more than not i'm surprised more people don't bet it do you want to do you want to go over the rest of your bracket, or do you want to save I'll, it? I'll just quickly go over. Yeah, quickly yeah. go over. Okay. What do you? So you're going into the second round. So I got Miami over Chicago in seven, Indiana over Boston in four, uh, and then Miami over Indiana in seven again. Actually, I th- Indiana gives them trouble, and then 
it, so it's Miami in the finals from the East, and then on the West, uh, Oklahoma City over the Clippers, four to two. Lakers over Denver, four to three. <laughs> Lakers over OKC, four to three. And in the NBA Finals, <laughs> I have I went I went back and forth. Back I have Miami winning over the Lakers, four to two. And I honest, I this is my honest to god predictions. This isn't trolling about. La- I really think that's what's going to happen. Man. That would be very exciting if that happened. And you would, li- you would like it. I would. You would like the fact that the Lakers would succeed more without Kobe Bryant. Nothing in the world would give me more pleasure this summer. That su- would this give summer. me the biggest rager of the summer. All right. Well, then at that point, you would have to. Admit, <laughs> you would be forced to really objectively look at that situation. They wouldn't have got to the playoffs without Kobe Bryant this year. Well, that's the whole point. They would have done better if he, no, wouldn't, if he wouldn't, wouldn't have if he wouldn't have played the whole season. They would have come first. That's the whole point. It's the fact that he was playing that they barely made the playoffs. But this playoffs will be but the, he won them so many games. They had so many injuries throughout the when year. When you take every shot at the end of games, of course you're going to be the guy that wins the game. He did. Well, make he's s- one of the greatest of all time. Of course they give him the ball. I would say honestly, this he's one of the most overrated players of all time, in my opinion. Well, if, if you want your opinion to be t- wrong, well, then that's okay. If I'm sure that's all I hear about. Frank, you're an idiot. You don't know shit about basketball, Kobe Bryant. Whatever. That's fine. Say whatever you want, but someone just has to admit he can really hurt his team a lot of the times. Sometimes he helps it, no doubt, but there's a- another side to that coin that people just will not admit or like when he played 48 minutes the entire game yeah. without taking a break. And it's everyone's, oh, D'Antoni, he ran him into the ground. Kobe Bryant, I guarantee you said, I'm not coming out of this game. And, and you're probably right. Kobe Bryant probably said that. But Mike D'Antoni is the coach of the goddamn team. He should have said, you know what? Sit down. Oh, and then Kobe has a tantrum or goes on Twitter and calls out D'Antoni. No, Kobe's pretty big. good on Twitter. You should follow him. No chance. You should be a Kobe follower. Never. All right, so let's keep talking about Kobe. He's got a, uh, a torn Achilles tendon, a devastating injury. Uh, they say he could be out, what did they said, six to nine months. This is a longer injury than that. And as, as quickly as he heals and as quickly as he finds ways to get back uh, into game shape, this is a long-term injury. So the Lakers kind of have uh, – they're in a bit of a predicament on what they can do here. They could amnesty Kobe Bryant, which is basically buyout – well, no, they they lose his salary at no yes. penalty to and the no luxury tax, to and so they would save. I think eighty million, eighty million, dollars. eighty million dollars. They <laughs> would save. It's so, amazing. So they could totally do that. They could. They, they would obviously have to do it, and I think it may actually happen. And uh, because they'd have to be really smart about it, um, you know, bring him in and say, "Look, here's the thing. We want to amnesty. We want to save this money. Uh, we'd like you. We'd like to bring you back when you're ready." At a much cheaper cost, we're going to bring Dwight back. Uh, we're going to get rid of Dan Tony. We're going to pay him and Mike Brown, two former coaches, to sit on the sidelines. Mike Brown is making eight million dollars a year, sitting around clipping his toenails. Dan Tony can join him on the beach. We're going to bring Phil Jackson back. He's going to come in. He's going to coach. We're going to have Dwight. We're going to have Powell. We're going to have. We're stuck with Steve Nash for one more season. We're going to bring you back at a cheaper price at 2015. We're going to make a run at LeBron James, and we're going to make him a Laker. Well, I, they would butt heads. They would never play together. Are you talking about people thought that Kobe and Nash would butt heads, and they got along very well? Oh, yeah. They just 
roll off each other. They're pick and rolling, doing tons of. They well, don't even. Pl- they don't they even pass to each other. Well, they only played like four games together. Yeah, this they, season. they do not. They did not gel. People were right about that. Well, because they were injured. Now the other, the other thing. Kobe, if he gets amnestied, if another team picks him up, the Lakers can't. Right. So, they, I think. I'm not the first person to say this. He's just going to sit out a whole year. Yes. And then at that point, he yes. can come back to Lakers. Right. That's what's going to happen. Don't even. He's going to sit out. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's probably the best thing for him. If he wants to play another season or two. I mean, he played 17 years in the NBA, played over 1,400 games. Like this guy's played a lot of basketball. And before. A lot, a lot of championships. Before someone Five championships. It. Five. Five. With stack, with stack teams. Now, another. People are going to mention this, and it's true. It has nothing to do with my hatred for Kobe. He was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and traded on draft day. That is no – it's just an ir- ironic coincidence. You love uh, Vladi Divac. I didn't love him as a player. I, th- I, I liked him. But uh, don't throw that as, oh, that's why you hate Kobe. That's not why. That has nothing to do with it. Just a coincidence. All right. We disagree. Actually, no, we kind of agree on what's going to happen with the Lakers and with Kobe. Oh, yeah. For, a little bit. For the follow, it's, again, it's just going to f- work out perfectly for the Lakers. They can amnesty and keep Kobe. Yay, Lakers! <laughs> um, other than the NBA playoffs, there's a few things going around in the NBA. A ton of coaches, you know, when the seasons end and the teams that don't make the playoffs, a lot of times the coaches get blamed. A couple of coaches have already been fired. Uh, Lawrence Frank with the Pistons got canned, as well as uh, Byron Scott. B. Scott got fired from the Cavaliers. Byron uh, Scott's one of the worst coaches ever. Uh, he, he, he does be not. a little bit overrated. He, he literally sits at the sidelines with his arms crossed for 80% of the games. And I hate this about the NBA, but working refs and yelling at them pays off. I hate that it does, but it does. And he says nothing and he respects everyone and it gets him nowhere. And that he's just not a great NBA coach because of those reasons, because of the problems of the league. I like how he turned the Hornets around. I don't think it had that much to do with him to be perfectly honest. And, uh, he, they're going to be better without him as their coach. And the rumor is Phil Jackson wants to coach there. I'm sure Every team has asked Phil Jackson what he's No, he said in. he would like to coach there. I don't know about that. I mean, uh, I, if it's not the Knicks, it's going to be the Lakers for Phil Jackson. I can't see him going anywhere else other than those two teams. I see it. Uh, he will be coaching the Cavaliers, and LeBron will return there. And he will have coached the well, most. Well, so we both agree that Phil Jackson will be coaching LeBron James. Sure. Well, you I think, think in it, LA? I think it's going to happen in LA. You think it's going to happen in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. He will return to Cleveland. Uh, to patch up that situation, to play with Kyrie Irving. And Phil Jackson will then be able to say he coached Mike, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James. He will have coached all the best players. That will be part of his legacy. So you just admitted that Kobe Bryant is one of the best players. No, I, I admitted he will say that that's, that's part of his legacy. <laughs> other, people will, other people will view that as... I'm not saying other people don't think Kobe Bryant is one of the best players ever. I just don't. And that that is an impressive title card to have along with all his championships. You would have to make – you could definitely make a case for best coach of all time. I think you could make an opposite case too, but 
his name would be in the running for sure and in a lot of discussions. I would totally agree with that. And finally, uh, Doug Collins resigned as coach of the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Wants to spend more time with his family. It's a pretty stand-up decision. I think I read something one time. He's never stayed at a coaching job for more than three years. He's three years and out almost every time. So I don't think this was too big of a surprise. Not a big Doug Collins fan, to be honest. Guy bugs me a bit. I don't know what it is. Something about his face. Just don't like it. He's better on uh, as a color commentator. I don't like him there either. Don't like him there either. Yeah. He just, not my guy. Before we jump on anything else, you want to talk about the Pelican season at all? It was disappointing. I would say the biggest disappointment by far is uh, Austin Rivers. He's just awful. He was awful from preseason on, and quite it's quite worrisome, frankly. But uh, other than that, my favorite player in the NBA now by far is the Ryan Anderson. Shoots the silkiest threes. Silky. Anywhere. Oh, they are silky as fuck. They wow. are so good. He's amazing, by by far my favorite player, not even close. And I love Grievous Vasquez, and, you know, it's probably better that they lost this season, even though the draft doesn't look like it's that strong, can build a bit more, and maybe uh, Anthony Davis can put on a few pounds. He should come hang out with me for a couple weeks. I'll, <laughs> I'll put some pounds on him. That sounded bad, but I'll make him eat a lot. <laughs> of that pizza. still sounds bad. That does. Of pe- but I read an article, too, that – he eats pizza for every meal. Like he, that's that's how he's trying to gain weight, and it's not working. He's eating gourmet pizzas all the time. Didn't wasn't there a pizza story about Kobe Bryant this year that he was eating pizza at halftime in the locker I don't room? Remember something like that? I think that, you, that made you actually. Oh yeah, he, Kobe pep, a more. no, he said he liked pepperoni pizza. pepperoni pizza. That's which, right, my favorite. Cheese which is your favorite? That's what, that's what you got in the kitchen right now. I yeah. can still smell it. Me and AD and Kobe. We should have a pizza party. Maybe we can mend all these differences. I would like to attend that pizza party. Okay. You're invited. I appreciate that. And uh, so just so uh, you know, the people are listening, we've got lots of listeners. Uh, well, I'm assuming we're going to have lots of listeners. But uh, from what I have gathered so far, we do have people that are going to listen who are from parts all over the world. Not just North America. So we want to let you know we're not going to talk just about the big North American sports. We're going to talk about sports around the world, and I've got a few quick stories right here that I wanted to uh, run down for you guys right now. All right, so we got a lot of football fans, soccer fans, beautiful fans of the beautiful game. And, uh, you know, I, I really wish stuff like this would happen more around the world. Uh, to give you a quick rundown of the story here, uh, dozens of fans of the Argentine football club, Huracan, I'm going to say that's the correct pronunciation. Uh, see, Hurricane lost a big game, and fans of the team stormed the club's change rooms after a training session, beat up the players, and stole their belongings. <laughs> like, how amazing of a story is this? Yeah, it's just taking one back. I can appreciate that. I don't know if there was a way they played that was particularly uninspired that would fuel this, or if it would... If if they played as hard as they could and they did this, then shame on those fans. But if there's a little more to that, I can find a little humor. I hope no one was too poorly beaten, beaten or anything too it, valuable it, it, was stolen. It wasn't but, that bad. They even damaged some of the cars outside the stadium. 
Um, and uh, yeah, they came in, charged the place wearing masks. And uh, can you imagine if that happened in like in the NBA? Like if uh, like if the Lakers missed the playoffs, like if fans charged the dressing room and like attacked Metal World Peace and Dwight Howard. I mean, those would be the wrong guys to attack. Um, I'm sure Metal World Peace is packing some heat yeah. in there somewhere. Or 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 good God, what if they attack somebody like Delonte West, who <laughs> always has handguns around? Yeah, and Gilbert might- Arenas handguns. Yeah, but the other you remind me of one other thing about uh, the, the Lakers when you talked about Metal World Peace. <laughs> I don't know why more teams don't just double team Kobe or kind of double team in the middle of the paint and just leave Meta Meta World Peace open to shoot threes because he'll always shoot them and he bricks all of them. He is the most inconsistent shooter. That would be my strategy for them: leave Meta World Peace open and let him shoot. And for the people that have no idea what we're talking about, a uh, player by the name of Ron Artest, uh, if you are familiar with basketball at all, you might remember a crazy brawl in the stands with fans between uh, the Pacers and the Detroit Pistons a few years back while Ron Artest was at the center of it. But uh, to show the world that he's he's a changed man, he's much more mature, he's much more at peace with himself, he has legally changed his name to Metal World Peace. And on the back of his jersey, when he's playing basketball for the Lakers says world peace he is the worst just the worst i can't believe anyone would like that guy but he's such a peace-loving man Ugh, what a it, it really makes me sick what a disgusting calculated uninspired decision anyway uh speaking we're going to stay on the topic of soccer creation club nk zagreb preko have uh, sacked their manager i wonder if i said that name right as well what? that's pretty good yeah. Zagreb Preko have sacked their manager Jojo Gaspar no relation to me uh, he actually stole a credit card from one of his players went out to a liquor store and bought 36 bottles of Jagermeister it's my Croatian boy <laughs> gotta love the Croats maybe that's why uh, Lawrence Frank or uh, <laughs> or Byron Scott got fired from their jobs yeah I'm stealing credit cards buying booze I do like that it was a Croatian that did this I mean really because you're Croatian. Yeah, although I guess I should say that. I am a Croatian. Yes. And your last and, name is what? Knezic. There you go. That's Croatian. And I, like, I don't know how big of a deal this was. It seems like one of those stories that is so weird that it gets traction. Maybe he was buying it for the team. Like Maybe it was a prank on, on the guy. So he's like, I'm going to take his credit card and go buy this Jager as a joke. But This guy was having a party. Yeah. I, maybe you might want to mix it up. I, Maybe get I would think so. some rum, some whiskey, whatever. <laughs> a little vodka. You, it's hard to drink that much Jager. And uh, finally, one more quick story here for you. A, uh, a jockey named uh, Nikita McLean. She's been suspended for five months after assaulting uh, a fellow jockey, 18-year-old Jackie Berman. The crazy story about that, they're sisters beating each other up in the change rooms. Of, of a race, which is crazy. Jockeys can get a little ornery. They are, they're a feisty bunch. And uh, I tend, I go to the racetrack a few times every summer. I enjoy it. And You bet on the ponies? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I love, I love the track. So uh, it's, it's a nice family affair. The whole family goes. So <laughs> Not when sisters are beating each other up. That's, the, that's another ironic thing. At the track is a nice family experience for a lot of people. And for these sisters... The actual competitors, it's clearly not. And uh, 
I just hope some of that friskiness makes its way to uh, the four-degree racetrack if it is indeed around this summer. So you want some friskiness between sisters? You're that kind of guy? I'll rephrase that. I want fighting between sisters. Oh, okay. No sexual shenanigans, please. No, no. You don't like any of that. No, I don't like that uh, stuff. I think That's my favorite, bad stuff. My favorite part of the story was uh, the, the quote from uh, the girl that got suspended that did the beating. I pushed her, then I punched her, then I packed my bag and left. She ruined my marriage, and now she's trying <laughs> to ruin my career. That is one crazy family. That's Very a short. Good, that's a concise summary. Yes. Of, of exactly what happened and why that information was leaked out and, and why that stuff took place. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you ruin a marriage, ruin a career. You want to punch your sister in the face. She covered it all in one sentence. I, you have to give her credit. I think that's pretty good. All right. So uh, we're moving on uh, uh, along in the show here. One thing that uh, Frank and I have been uh, talking about that uh, will kind of make it interesting for you, the listener, is the sports challenge. And we've been kind of discussing with each other, um, we could uh, uh, challenge each other to some sort uh, of, a, of a skill sport. And then, uh, you know, we'd let uh, you, the listener, kind of pick what we're going to do. Obviously, it can't be anything too physical. We're not going to box. We're not going to wrestle. We're not going to run um, a, a marathon. Uh, but, you know, we were thinking of maybe playing a game of horse out on the court. Uh, possibly going bowling. I have a ping pong table downstairs. Maybe maybe miniature golf. Some yeah, darts, some... things like that. You know that it's all skill, nothing too physical. We can uh, challenge each other. You guys can uh, pick what we're going to do, and uh, you guys can uh, guess or and wager amongst yourselves on who's going to win each event. And we thought it might be kind of fun, so we are going to throw that out to you. Uh, so if you have any suggestions on what you can do, uh, you can email us, uh, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com or send us a Twitter message, uh, the gas man lives or, uh, at dirty Frank three R's in uh, dirty. We'll give, uh, the email address and, uh, the Twitter address later on in the show as well. If you missed that, or you could just skip back and re-listen to what I just said. That's the beauty of a podcast. You have that opportunity uh, to do that. So we're going we're gonna to take on some challenges. We're going to take the good ones. And uh, we'll try to do one for uh, every podcast that we do. And we'll, uh, we'll share the results. And uh, it might be something uh, kind of fun. So uh, uh, also earlier in the week, uh, I, I put out on uh, Twitter and on the uh, Film Junk website. Sean has been kind enough, kind enough to uh, let me still post stuff on there. And I uh, put it out, questions to you guys, things you wanted to ask us about sports, uh, uh, any topic, everything is fair game. We'll do our best to uh, answer your questions. Once again, the email address, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us in your email questions anytime you want. And, uh, you know, we'll get a bunch. We'll do them on the show. If we don't get to yours, there's a good chance we'll get to it on a later episode. I would say I would lean towards the side of general questions. Uh, reacting to past behavior, not predicting stuff that could be in the near future because we don't know exactly how regular things are going to be. So if you want your question answered, there's probably a better chance if it's applicable almost at any time. If it's too time dependent, you're, I would say, hindering your chances of having the question get answered. Sounds but if, if we say we're going to record that day, maybe a Twitter question then would be appropriate. Perfect. So now, now that we've got a stack of your emails right here, Ball Junk presents Bag Time. All right, so we got uh, the first one here from James B. Uh, greetings, Greg and Frank. Uh, let's get to it. 
number one, considering the name of your new podcast is Ball Junk, will you be covering hockey and other ballless sports? Yes. All sports are All welcome. sports. Uh, it's a good question uh, in the same email. If a major player were to leave your favorite team and go to a rival team, would you continue to root for them as long as their new team's success did not hinder your favorite team's success? This would be a good question for you, Chris Paul. Yeah, I, Chris Paul's dead to me. I like a team. I, I can respect players and like players. My team is always number one with me. I live and die by that team. If the Hornets are ever playing against Chris Paul, I hope they break his kneecaps. I hope they do whatever needs to be done. After that game, I, I can like Chris Paul. I can root for him in other series. But for me, watching sports, I live and die with the team, not the players. So if a player you so if Kobe Bryant was traded to the Pelicans, probably be my he, favorite player. He would be your favorite player <laughs> no, no. if Kobe went to the Pelicans after he was amnesty. Not quite. I could you imagine that? If I, the Pelicans picked don't him even, up. Don't if, even if the Lakers amnestied Kobe Bryant, the Pelicans could in fact pick him up and he could play for your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans. Kobe Bryant number would he go back to number eight or would he stick with number twenty four? I don't know. Would you get I, a Kobe Bryant jersey? Never. I, I don't even want to imagine that scenario. I, it's actually scary. And it's not quite the same. I, I, there's been lots of players on my teams that I've hated because I don't like the way they play. Oh, that's the, one of the best parts about cheering for our team is hating on the guys so that you don't like that aren't doing their job. I would hate Kobe if he was, you would still if hate he was Kobe. Hard. I'd want him to do well, but I'd hate him. And uh, James has a little PS in his email. PS, I hate sports. So <laughs> great job. All right, uh, here's an email from uh, Jago in Germany. Uh, first, can I say it would be a, new, a monumental honor to have a message read out on the inaugural ball junk. You're welcome. I loved every reference to Liverpool that Greg made on Film Junk. It was really cool to hear his perspective. Even though you're a naive idiot for supporting a team on the basis of past glory in vain, hope of a return to their dominance. Sorry, I love you, Greg, but it's true. <laughs> Well, fair enough. I should have read that before reading it. Uh, since I'm not sure what sports both of you know about, I'll play it safe with a hockey question. I watch Lowen Frankfurt, the Frankfurt Lions, here in Germany. I've taken along several Canadian friends to see games. They mention that the game is much less violent than the games in Canada, and some seem to have an issue with it. The referees often actively try to prevent a breakup of the fights instead of letting them go at it. So my question is... How integral is violence to your enjoyment of hockey? Is it just a bonus, or is that a fundamental part of your enjoyment of the game? Well, for me, it's, it is kind of a bonus, but it, I, I like it, obviously, if it is a bonus. The thing I hate with hockey violence is scrums after whistles. That, when they get in there and they rub the gloves and it's and just like It's not a fight. It's just pushing and jawing and just swearing, and it takes 30 seconds and just... It's all bullshit anyway. So you prefer they just drop the gloves and do it? I don't mind fights, and I, I obviously like big hits, but the after-whistle hysterics could do without that. How do you feel about staged fights? Like when they say we're going to... Yeah, well, basically. I mean, there, there, was, there was an instance, I think, in junior hockey where a player tweeted another player and saying, we're going to fight tonight. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, Scott. Uh, Scott L. from the Phantom Zone sent us an email. Scott is apparently a huge nerd. Okay. Well, I'm assuming because if he thinks he lives in the Phantom Zone, get out of your parents' basement. Uh, congrats on the new show. Greg, there's something about your demeanor that puts me at ease. I totally just ruined that because I insulted the shit out of that guy. 
I, uh, I will not be editing that out. That's okay. You don't need to. I'm very excited to hear what you have in store for us. Well, I hope you've enjoyed what you've got so far. Uh, here's my question. I always have fun watching the Masters. Oh, God. I thought this year's tourney was really great. Do you guys have any thoughts on the event or other golf-related subjects? The only thing I know about the Masters is that Adam Scott from The Office won. I really like the Masters. I didn't get it. I think this year, the Sunday, I couldn't watch it. So that was unfortunate. But my biggest problem with the Masters is having to watch it online the first two days and how they don't show the the tournament from beginning to end. There's all those restrictions. I wish I could, could just watch it and follow it. It's harder to get on board. But I've always loved Freddie Couples, probably my favorite golfer. So he always shows up at least for half of the Masters, so it's fun to see him do well there for a couple of days and choke eventually, but it's, it is the best golf tournament, hands down. I, I think few would argue that, and uh, there's lots of reasons for that. It's, it's an awesome course, very consistent, and their rules, how I said I hate not watching it, that is actually a good thing about the Masters. They have weird rules. Unique traditions that help define it. I would say every golfer, that would be their number one tournament to win. And that's what makes it. It's the Super Bowl of golf, I would say. Favorite golfer of all time? Freddie Couples. Fred Couples. Yeah. Hands down. Oh, yeah. I used to like Payne Stewart. I think he died, didn't he? He did. You had the best golfing attire. Yeah. I, when he was, I liked when he was all with the NFL and would wear NFL team stuff. Oh, yes. Yes, he was very good. But uh, all-time favorite golfer for me, even though I don't watch golf, I'd say Arnold Palmer. Great beverage. Gotta love lemonade and iced tea mixed together. It's a good Arnie P. I'm excited about that. Uh, Next question, Bob Phelan from Baltimore. His uh, email address is theorialreport at yahoo.com. Apparently loves the O's. So I like Bob. Can the Orioles make a repeat playoff appearance? Chris Davis is in beast mode, but the pitching is struggling early. Well, I think he pretty much answered his own question. The pitching is struggling early. Can they make a repeat performance? Sure. They could probably get in there again if things work out. But right now, it seems to me the Red Sox have kind of pulled things together. Yeah, last night, huge night for the Orioles. Oh, got to love a walk-off Grand Slam. I was actually, Weeder is beautiful. I have actually seen a walk-off Grand Slam in person. Wow. In extra innings in, uh, in Cleveland. That Al- gave me a semi just hearing that. Albert Bell. Back wow. In, uh, two, was it 98, 99? Yeah. So that was a pretty awesome experience. That Can't ask cool. for much more than that. No. No, I've, I've, I've never seen. I've seen an inside the park home run. As have I. Rance Mullenix. I saw Jose Reyes at Shea Stadium. Wow. Inside the park home run. Man, you're topping me on everything here. Uh, but yeah, it was great to watch uh, the game. Uh, as I, again, I watched it on extra innings last night, and uh, for them to load the bases in the bottom of the ninth, no no outs. I knew they were going to win. I knew they were going to score a run. Gotta love Matt Weeders with that walk off grand slam. That was beauty. I remember we went to Camden Yards three years ago. I think it was me and a few friends, and uh, we all bought Oriole T-shirts. And Weeders was a rookie that year, and someone bought Weeders, someone bought uh, Jones. And we went to the game ready to cheer for these players, and they were brutal. <laughs> they, they both struck out three times each, I think. They were just awful, and we were making fun of them for buying those shirts. But looks like the joke's on me now. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, next question is from Henrik. Ah, Henrik. Love Henrik. Yeah, everybody loves Henrik. Uh, congrats on the new podcast, friends. Who had the better ending to their career, Jerome Bettis? Or Ray Lewis, I expect a clear answer. Love, Henrik. Frank? Well, I would say 
technically, Ray Lewis, this is going to be very unclear. Sorry, Henrik. The Super Bowl, after his announcing at the end of his career, fueled his team to a point where it wouldn't have happened before. I don't recall if Jerome Bettis did that. He, I don't think he announced his retirement before they won. I could be wrong. If he did, it wasn't as big a story. Exactly. But this is the little story that gets swept under the rug. The deer antler stuff. That's, to me, that's going to be a bigger deal one day. I think this year the NFL didn't want to, I think they did their best damage control not to have that story blow up. It's going to be a bigger deal. We're going to find out some stuff about deer antler spray, and I think now it's better, but in a couple of years, you, people might switch back to Jerome Bettis being a, a more polished, uh, untarnished career ending. And, sorry, Jerome Bettis, did he retire after they won against Seattle in the Super Bowl? I don't remember. I think so. I, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but the officiating was horrible that game. Seattle probably could have and should have won that game. So not a clear defined win, whereas the memorable Super Bowl that Ray Lewis t- took part in, that's one of the all-time great Super Bowls with the lights going out, comebacks, just an awesome game. So he gets the edge, in my opinion, even though I hate him. Beyonce as well. <laughs> Let's not go The there. reuniting of Destiny's Child. That was the most exciting part of that football game. Oh, I'm, kidding. <sighs> I'm kidding. I know uh, you know who loves antlers? My dogs. Chester loves antlers. I gave one to him when we went to the drive-in. Loves chewing on antlers. What animal's antlers? Deer. Okay. What else? Oh, caribou, pronghorn. Well, that's a big rain- antler to chew on. Reindeer, moose. Went with the deer. I think a pronghorn antler would. It's a nice little curved, small. For a smaller dog, I might give them a pronghorn antler. Would you uh, try antler spray? No. No. Okay. Uh, here's a question from Damon from Baltimore. Go O's. As two-part question. Number one, is Frank just walking around with a constant raging erection since Kobe Bryant had a season-ending injury? We've answered that we pretty, have. pretty much. And that's a bit of a wet noodle for you. Hey, eh, Greg? Yes. Here's a question from that skinny bastard, Sean Dwyer, Esquire. Uh, what is your criteria for choosing a favorite sports team and how much do team colors slash logos play into it? Should you always cheer for your hometown? No, you don't have to cheer for your hometown. But talk about colors and logos, Frank. Colors and logos are one of my favorite aspects of football. My friends always make fun of me because I buy a lot of team apparel. And then especially in the NFL, I have like... Ten, they say I have 10 favorite teams. I have a favorite team in the NFC West, <laughs> two in the NFC West, the Seahawks and uh, the Cardinals a bit. So it's kind of justified, but I l- love the, the idea of logos, and I love when teams change jerseys, add alternate jerseys. People say that's marketing bullshit, but I'm a sucker for it. I think it's awesome, and... The one thing that no one else seemed to like last year was the Seahawks' new uniforms or their other green uniforms. And I will say I love both of them. I love their new uniform, the subtleties of the the texturing on the numbers. I don't know. I think they're they're a piece of art, those new Seahawks jerseys. And uh, I hope more teams spice things up jersey-wise. A lot of people just seem to like the traditional, like the Jets uniform, and just the blander stuff, it's more 
pure, more like classic football, I, I can appreciate both ends of the spectrum, kind of the crazier newer jerseys and the throwback stuff I like as well. But best uniform in all of sports, easy. Oakland Raiders, silver and black attack. You can't do any better than that. It is the best uniform. In all of sports. In all of sports. That would be my uh, take. All of sports, that's the best uniform. Yep. Black and silver. You got it. How about that? Do you that? have a pick? Do I have a pick? Yeah. Which jersey you like the best or uniform? Um, I'll go with... Shit. I never really yeah, thought we didn't about prepare it too much. For this, but... Huh? Yeah, we didn't, if you don't we didn't prepare one, for this cool. at all. Um, I think about it a lot. So. You do think about <laughs> and it. And I listen to Dave Damashek, who is the uniform monitor, and he talks about that stuff a lot. So it's, it's always on my mind. God, I don't know. Montreal Canadiens. There you go. Beautiful jersey. History. Right there, 24 Stanley Cups. Uh, continuing on to Sean's uh, uh, last point, Ryan from St. Louis. You both follow strange teams to me. Have you no geographic loyalty? Please explain. I don't think you need to be living in this city or near the city of the teams that you follow. I mean, I think that can have the exact opposite effect. Well, what I, ha- what I haven't done, and now this is true loyalty. If you like a team so much, you move there. Yes. Now that's loyalty. Yes. I would... I would consider moving to New Orleans or Buffalo. Well, I'm pretty close to Buffalo, but that that would be a draw. If I was like, I lost all, I had no job prospects here. What am I going to do? Those would be the first places I would look. That's how much I like those teams. They would determine where I live. Now that's loyalty. That is. That's some crazy loyalty. Although I would gladly move to Montreal. It's a wonderful town. Great strip clubs. Got amazing poutine. Yeah, I like Montreal. I've only been there twice. It's uh, it's my favorite place to go. It's an exciting town. All right, moving on here. Uh, hello and cheers to new beginnings. Uh, I have no idea. They didn't sign this email. But what do you think the odds of Canada ever reaching a FIFA World Cup anytime soon? Next chance will be 2018. It's never going to happen. I would agree with that. The women probably have a much better chance of, uh, of winning a World Cup. But uh, the men have zero chance of even getting to one. Zero. Or my, or my odds. Uh, wow. Uh, hi, Greg and Frank. Uh, this is from uh, Chris. Just had a couple questions. First, want to know what sparked Frank's long-standing hatred towards Kobe. Nothing in particular. Just having to hear about him all the time, and when I disagree with every opinion on him, just that's about it. Uh, and Greg, who's most and Greg, who's Greg's most hated player in any sport? I'd have to say Doug Gilmore. I fucking hate that guy. The rat fink. I mean, like uh, Toronto Maple Leaf fans put that guy on a pedestal and like made him one of the greatest uh, sports heroes of all time in their eyes. I disagree. Uh, he was charged with raping a babysitter in St. Louis, which prompted his trade from St. Louis to Calgary. Not convicted, not, not charged, suspected of doing it. And really, how can you respect a guy like that? Like Kobe Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> he just had sex and the girl didn't like if it was any other guy she wouldn't have said a word okay fair enough i mean from I what i could tell I he said there. can i put I, it in your butt and she said no and he put it in her butt okay i just it happens there, there is some similarities there now so, one sometimes you slip you, you know? reminded that's me all i gotta say of another story a weird nhl story from a while a long time ago that always is funny to me when ed belfour got caught was it with a prostitute? I Probably. Think, yeah. Look at that guy. And That's the best he can do. He uh, pay for it. He told the cops or something, 
when they caught him, he's like, please don't say anything. I'll get, he said, I'll give you a billion dollars. A billion dollars. And he was wearing a FUBU sweatshirt. <laughs> I, I love that story. He had great hair. Uh, and finally, uh, from this uh, last email, personally, uh, oh, this, oh, this is from the same email before. Most hated player in any sport. Mine is uh, Tom Brady. He's er- he's an arrogant and overrated. See you next Tuesday. Uh, just look at his stats in the three Super Bowl wins. Vinatieri won those. I disagree. I disagree too. I hate Tom Brady, especially since he. Uh, I was a Raiders fan during this classic snowball, one of the worst sporting nights of my life, and. I also, now I'm a Bills fan, have to play Tom Brady twice a year, and I have to be honest, he is an amazing quarterback, and that's all there is to it, but I still hate the guy. I agree that he's, I hate how he whines at refs. He's just kind of a little brat on the field and just so unendearing. Pair him with Belichick, and you've got a, just a, disgusting partnership <laughs> just makes you want to vom here's a question from johan hey ball junk looking forward to the new podcast and i saw you need some questions who's your favorite mma fighter and best footballer of all time uh well i'll answer the mma question uh either dennis siever or stefan struve don't ask why i just enjoy watching those guys uh best footballer of all time frank uh, who's actually the best yeah messy I, I honestly think when I watch him, it's insane how easy he makes it look. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, he's he does he does score a lot of goals. He's so much fun to watch. I love that guy. This guy likes Zidane. I do love Zidane too, especially for the headbutt. Wow, that was I mean, one that the, was one of the greatest moments for me in sports. I mean, being yeah, Italian, Italian. <laughs> and seeing the, the Italy win the World Cup because Zidane lost his cool and got ejected from the game. I mean, that was amazing. I I still think he could have made it a bit better. When he walks out, he walks by the World Cup, if the trophy. It was out there. If he would have spiked the trophy, that would have been the ultimate. It would have been, it would have been pretty crazy. I, I loved Zidane. The moment that happened, it was incredible. My favorite footballer right now is uh, Steven Gerrard because he's awesome. Uh, all right, just a couple more questions here. One from uh, Stephen Carpenter. Greetings, Greg and Frank. Glad you bastards finally decided to start the podcast after talking about it for so long. Uh, a couple of questions. First off, who do you see willing in all the NBA this season? Uh, Frank, he's devastated. Devastated that the Pelicans didn't get in again this year. Uh, Frank, you think the Heat are going to beat the Lakers in the final? Uh, Steven thinks the Heat is going to beat OKC. I'd probably agree with Steven on that final. It's the easy pick, but really they were the best two teams, and it's kind of hard to see a big upset of either one of those teams. And I know you think the Lakers are going to do it, but I think you're a crazy man. My second pick would be Denver. Okay. And uh, what do you think of his hometown team, Kansas City Chiefs? They were the worst team in the league last year. They'll be quite a bit better with Andy Reid as head coach and Alex Smith at QB. Is he crazy or what? Do you think Alex Smith will do well? Will Frank be rooting for the Chiefs because he loves Andy Reid for being fat? I have said that before. I do love Andy Reid. Yes. He just seems like a fun guy. I bet he is a fun guy. I mean, he would take you out for wings, I think. I remember when he would wear... He said he would wear spandex suits as part of bets with players and just do crazy stuff. He seems like an awesome guy. Uh, Casey Chiefs, a lot of people are high on them. That's the best part about the NFL, as I said. You could make a case for almost every team. And every, every, team, every year there's a team that makes a leap. 
and there's a good case for the Chiefs this year. There's potential. I I don't know. I don't see them. They'll be. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But you never know. Any team could do it. That's oh, it's so exciting. Well, the answer is question: Will they be better? Yes. Yeah, they'll be better, and it will be better. It's hard. A big part of this is going to be the draft, which yes. is upcoming. So that will have huge implications as well. And last question uh, for this uh, episode. Uh, it's from uh, Project Genesis. Hi, Greg and Frank. I grew up in Indianapolis loving my two favorite sports teams, Pacers and Colts. I have great memories of watching both teams, either with friends and family, eating, cheering, drinking, etc. But now that I'm older, have a job in the big city of Chicago and have friends with different interests, my insane devotion to these teams is a solitary affair. If the Colts and Bears are playing at the same time, there's no way in hell I'm watching the Bears. But what kills me is I'll miss out on parties and hangouts. Let's face it, NFL football Sundays are the new Friday night. What if I miss out on meeting the love of my life because of this? I've tried DVRing the game to watch later, but there's no way to avoid the score. I'd be more uncomfortable being antisocial in the corner watching my own game on my phone or something. Well, that's just weird. I want to be active in my social circle, yet I remain unable to pretend to care about other teams than my own. Should I grow up and let go? Or is there a way to have my cake and eat it too? That's a weird saying. Anybody can have cake and then eat it. Yeah, why would you want cake and not eat it? Yeah. Just to sit I mean, there. if you have a piece of cake, you have it, you can eat it. It's in front of you. It's yeah. a stupid saying. Anyway, what can, uh, what can uh, Project Genesis do here? Well, let's not blame Project Genesis. A lot of people say that saying, right? It, I'm not, I'm not going to put that on him. I would say the answer to everyone is multiple TVs. I mean, an ideal Sunday setup, you're going to have probably minimum three TVs going, I would say. Anything less than that, and there's something civilized, something wrong with you. Uh, just make sure you can watch every game, watch them at the same time. Get iPads out, do whatever you can. I, I wouldn't say that's totally antisocial. To or go to if you want to be social, go to bars that have lots of games on. Lots of bars will cover every game. Encourage the parties to be out at bars that show a lot of different games. Yeah, but yeah. I would still sacrifice social outings to watch the Bills. I know you would say that. It's three hours. It's in the middle of the day. You got a whole night ahead of you. And the late games, watch your team. Yeah. Go just show up to the party late. It's still going to be going on. There'll still be some uh, jalapeno poppers left on the tray. You're not going to miss out. And in fact, the love of your life who's at that party... It's probably already half in the bag, and then it's easy peasy. Yeah, you should probably be going to Indiana. Indiana. You want to find a Colts fan. Yeah. You don't want to find a Bears fan if you're a Colts fan. You Screw to, that. You need to go onto online forums and message boards, locate Colts fans in the Chicago area. Done. That's the only way you're going to be happy. Beautiful. That's great advice. Uh, that's it for uh, bag time on this episode of the uh, Ball Junk Podcast. If you want to send us an email question, it's balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Frank, what are you watching this weekend in sports? NBA all day, every day. Uh, probably watch most of the games. I, that's about it this weekend. I'll, every night I'll probably be watching NBA playoffs. And then once NHL starts... Have both flipping back and forth. A couple of TVs. Doesn't get any better. I got NBA playoffs this weekend. I got Orioles baseball on. 
extra innings. Uh, UFC on Fox 7. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Saturday night, Ben Henderson, Gilbert Melendez going for the light heavyweight title or the light lightweight title and uh, heavyweight match between uh, Frank Mir and Daniel Cormier. I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Plus the Hamilton Bulldogs wrap up their very, very sad season this Sunday uh, afternoon. I'm not going to go to the game because really, why do I want to watch that garbage? Mm. You know, it's, it's a long, when I'm off, I don't want to drive the hour to Hamilton just to see the game. But if they're playing when I'm at work, then I can just go walk down the hall to the arena and, and it's much easier. Pretty convenient. That. Yeah, it's way more convenient. Uh, so that about wraps up the uh, very first episode of the Ball Junk Podcast. I had uh, a pretty awesome time. Frank, what about you? Yeah, uh, anytime I can talk shit about basketball players I hate, and it, it just gives me a – I get tingles. I'm so tingles? happy. It, because watching other – this is what I, I want to bring to the Ball Junk perspective – all these other TV shows, it's all support. It's never cutting anyone down. They just feed the machine of hype and why guys are good, why they're amazing. More people need to be bringing these guys down and uh, exposing shams and phonies. And that's what I hope to bring to the Ball Junk podcast. So uh, keep checking the uh, Film Junk website. Uh, Sean's going to be nice enough to... Uh uh, post our uh, podcasts on that as well as we uh, get into recording some future ones. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Dirty Frank. It's three R's and Dirty at The Gas Man Lives. Thanks for listening. Episode one of the Ball Junk Podcast for Frankie Knuckles on The Gas Man. See ya! Well, I'm upper, upper class high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety and I always fill my ballroom the event is never small the social pages say